Wedding Heritage. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. This is Mr. Neese, and you are listening to The Griffin Rundown, a weekly podcast for HCA. I hope that you are listening together on the way to school this morning. Well, you heard it. It's 2024. Happy New Year, and welcome back to school. I want to start this week by taking a charter question and uh, you may remember that we, we sent a link out months ago for families to be able to ask questions about the charter and what it means for us and, and updates. And so today uh, I am going to take a, a charter question that came in recently, and I think it's a fair one. The question is this, what is the current status for the state to approve the charter for HCA? The answer to that, yeah, what is the status for the charter in HCA. So we submitted initial documents the first day that we were able to do so back in November. And since then, we've been submitting copious uh, amounts of documents to the state. And we have to actually do this in in three separate uh, places. We have to actually do it three times because we currently have three campuses, Peninsula, Northfield, and Bainbridge. So um, we've been submitting many, many things and been doing them actually three times. And then we've also been getting occupancy permits for all three locations and making sure those are actually what the state wants um, to see for Northfield, Bainbridge, and and Peninsula. So submitting all the appropriate documents on that side also and getting things figured out with local building officials. Um, We have self-imposed a delivery date to have uh, all of the last of our documents that the state is looking for in two weeks on uh, next Friday, the 19th. So um, like I said, it is um, most of everything is is already done and submitted, but we're going to, we've self-imposed a limit for us. that's just two weeks away, uh, less than two weeks away to, to submit all the final documents. We continue to get positive feedback from the state. We're in regular communication with folks at ODE, the Ohio Department of Education, we have a warm and receptive ear from a, a local sister sister school um, who's answered many questions, who went through charter process about a decade ago. And then, again, as I've said, folks at, at OSIN, Ohio Christian Education Network, continue to guide us through this process and has answered many questions that we have along the way. So um, all that to say, we have no reason to believe that the charter will not be in place for us to take advantage of next year. In fact, we keep getting positive signs from from the state. Um, so we're very thankful for that. Um, but however, we also know it's the state. So I can't make you any promises right now. And we know full well that uh, when we submit all the final documents in, in a week and a half, that they're going to come back and say, well, we need you to change this, 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 and this. That's They, they pay people to tell us those things. So uh, of course, we anticipate that. But I will continue to keep you apprised of uh, all the progress that we're making. And uh, so very thankful for those doing the work uh, here on the back end for Heritage. And I'm thankful for that question. Hey, Monday, this coming Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, Heritage does not have school on Monday. So please be aware of that and and do not come to school on Monday on, on MLK Jr. Day. And um, I, I want to remind you, I, I think I say this fairly often, there are many opportunities for us to be gathering to pray, uh, pray for our children, to pray for their teachers, to pray for the school. And we provide opportunities both live and, and opportunities online. Uh, there's praying moms and praying dads at the campuses. There's a, a middle of the day one on Wednesday. 
And I think we send that link often enough in the newsletter. There's an evening one now on Tuesdays. And we tried to schedule that for after the kids are in bed. So as long as the kids are down and, and mom and dad can still keep their eyes open, there's there's an opportunity to pray online together um, on Tuesday evening. So check your newsletters for those. And, and I would encourage you to come. I think generally the American church, we have not given ourselves over to prayer. And so I would encourage you to to come and do this, to find a time to pray for our children and for the school. And now I just want to take a moment to congratulate one of our very own ninth grade students. One of our freshmen uh, submitted an essay to the Herzog Foundation. And the Herzog Foundation is, is an organization in Missouri that works to advance Christian schools around the country. Both Mr. Bond and I have been to conferences at their home office in Missouri in the past. We're very thankful for Herzog Foundation and the work that they do in supporting Christian schools. Uh, they recently had, uh, the Herzog Foundation recently had a um, Bill of Rights essay contest that was open to students in Christian schools around the country. They had over 400 submissions this year uh, for uh, why the Bill of Rights is important and, and what it does for our country. And one of our very own freshmen, Miss Gracie Tan, was selected as a runner-up. Uh, from over 400 submissions. So Gracie, we are very proud of you. Great work on your essay. I, I even got a, uh, a note from someone in the organization that said the competition was fierce and Gracie's essay most definitely stood out from the crowd. So Gracie Tan, thank you for your wonderful work on this essay. We're proud of you. And we're also thankful that you received a cash reward for your work. Great job, Gracie Tan. I've been thinking quite a decent amount about technology at Heritage. Uh, we live in a technological age, to be certain, and an age in which technology is advancing so quickly that the world is being reshaped by technology in, in almost every sphere. Uh, we see technology reshaping each, uh, you know, every industry, even from farming to medicine. And, and while we're thankful for all the good that technology brings, the wise Christian is also called to think carefully and to weigh the challenges that come with technology too. And, and you know, this happens in education. There are, these things aren't lost on us. And so, you know, we're also regularly asking ourselves questions about technology and considering the benefits and weighing the pitfalls and negatives of technology in the school and in the classroom. And, you know, to this, I'll just add, um, you know, I've, I've had the experience of teaching in a Christian high school in another state. And I was there when the school made the change to require every student to have a device. And, and not only that, but every textbook had to be on that device. Uh, and as a teacher, you know, I was not allowed to, to use physical textbooks anymore for the children. And I couldn't even select texts that didn't have a, an, an e-version at the time. Um, so you can imagine how that would play out in a classroom of 16-year-olds of who are asked to stay on task with a device in their hands you know, that can do anything. And, and you can imagine also how that impacts all sorts of things, including interpersonal communication skills, interpersonal relationships, um, addiction to devices, the physiological effects on the eyes and posture and, and otherwise. Um, you can imagine how it would affect, you know, just reduction in writing with physical pen and paper and, and all the implications that that might have for connections in the brain. And, uh, and this is just to name a few, right? So um, in light of this and, and these things and all the research that's 
come out and continues to come out, HCA has adopted a stance of careful incorporation of technology. We recognize how easy it is for the technology to become the driver in, in any setting, and that can be the case in schools also. Um, but rather than being a tool, it's, it's really easy for the technology to actually become the driver and the one wielding the tool. Um, so uh, I, I just want to share now three practical decisions that come out of our, uh, our view of technology at Heritage. Number one is students aren't, do not have their phones out at school. And we want the children to be able to focus on their studies and on their interpersonal relationships while they're here. We've all seen what happens when uh, we're at a restaurant and you see a group of students that are at a table together without adults and, and, and sometimes with adults. Uh, every phone is out and, and no, no children are talking to each other. So, um, yep, we don't have cell phones at school. If they have them, they, if students have them, they need to stay in their backpack. Uh, a second practical implication of our view in, regarding our view in technology is uh, in sixth grade, students are given a course in typing, keyboarding. Uh, we have classroom sets of computers for the students to learn the skill. And so we believe that that is a valuable skill. And we recognize that pretty much all of, uh, all of us, the adults, use computers every day in, in some sense. And so, um, yeah, we know that they need to become familiar with computers. It's, this is not a barrier head in the sand situation. Um, and then third, a third practical outcropping is uh, beginning in ninth grade, students at Heritage do receive a school-issued Chromebook, which they're able to utilize for their studies. Uh, however, our textbooks are not on the Chromebooks. We still have um, physical textbooks for every class that they're in. And uh, but they are able to type their papers. They're able to research topics. They're able to submit assignments online so that they are gaining these skills of uh, knowing how to use computer and, and uh, navigate online and, and typing and, and online submission and all those things. So um, and of course, these computers have the appropriate firewall protection on them for the safety of the students. So um, Obviously, this topic of technology in schools and in the classroom could be an entire series of podcasts, but I thought appropriate today just to, to scratch the surface and share how we think about technology and devices as a school, because my guess is many of you sitting there had no idea that uh, students at Heritage take a typing course when they hit sixth grade or that the high school, the rhetoric school kids get uh, a Chromebook that they use for their studies. Um, and even then, I want to make sure you're also aware that the Chromebooks for the high schoolers, they're used in classroom when they're directed to. They aren't even out all the time. They're not being used during the lessons unless they're directed to use them. So um, anyway, I'm sure there's much more that we can tackle there. But for today, I think that's a good start. Hey, thank you to the many families who attended the information session on December 19th related to the formation of the upper school in Pepper Pike and, and the accompanying move of the Peninsula 6th through 8th grade students to that campus. That night, we walked through a number of questions from HCA parents. I was encouraged by the honest, charitable, and, and fruitful dialogue with families and, and board members of HCA. Honestly, I left that night being greatly blessed to be part of this community, as, as you can watch uh, the discussions with that were uh, in, in every circumstance marked by Christian charity and humility. Families with students currently in 5th through 10th grade received a follow-up FAQ about the transition um, 
this last week. If you haven't seen that and you have students in those grades, would you please double check your inbox and look for it? You can let us know if, if you didn't receive it and you, and you should have. Um, but it went out last week. And then additionally, we will be offering tours of the Pepper Pike campus to current HCA families on Friday, January 19th from 4 to 5.30 p.m. And then the next morning, Saturday, January 20th from 10 to 11.30 a.m. So please mark your calendars and we look forward to seeing you then. It's open house style with, with tours and uh, so no need to RSVP ahead of time. Well, and now it's time for your favorite segment and mine. It is the joke of the week. And I'm happy to welcome into the studio one of our fun, funny, and smart fourth graders in Peninsula. This is Addie. So I'm welcoming into the studio today, Miss Addie. Addie is a fourth grader in Peninsula. And this is another one where I haven't actually heard the joke yet. So like everybody listening, I get to be surprised. But supposedly you've got a funny one for me. Is it pretty funny? Mm -hmm. Okay. You want to say hi to everybody first? Hi. Hi. All right. Addie, give us your best joke. Why was Elsa afraid to get a balloon? Why was Elsa afraid to get a balloon? Why? Because she was afraid she would let it go. She was afraid she'd let it go. Do you want to sing us the song? No. No? Oh, that's good. Where did you learn that one? Um... My mom, she used to write notes and um, like jokes, mm -hmm. and I got it from her. Yeah, mama put that one in your lunchbox. <clears throat> Let it, okay, last try. You sure you don't want to sing the song? No. No, you don't have to. Okay, hey, I like that joke. And does your sister laugh when you tell her that one? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. That's super good. Well, hey, thank you for coming and sharing your joke with us today. Welcome. Thanks, Addie. Bye-bye. It's my pleasure to welcome into the studio today, Mrs. Pam Larison. Mrs. Larison is principal of our Bainbridge campus and has been on staff for a while here at Heritage. And uh, I'm very thankful for the work, the energy, and the joyful heart for Jesus that Mrs. Larison brings to the school. And uh, I've asked her today because one of her previous roles, uh, she served as the dean of faculty at Heritage. And so I've asked her today as we're you know, stepping deeply into hiring season for next year to just talk about what it's like to be a staff member at Heritage. And uh, so without further ado, let's welcome Mrs. Larson to the Griffin Rundown. Well, without further ado, let's welcome in Mrs. Larson. Mrs. Larson, welcome to the Griffin Rundown. Thank you so much, Mr. Neese. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, glad to have you on. So, uh, Mrs. Larson, would you just start today by reminding us how long have you been uh, working at Heritage? I I don't even know. Is this my eighth year officially? Something like that. I taught that, for three or four years in a row, taught way back in 2010. And if you add it all together, it's something like that. I think at least eight because you were in Hudson before yeah. uh, we purchased the Peninsula property. And, and this is year six in Peninsula. So yeah, I was two years there, two years at Hudson and okay. then a year or two, actually two years way back when. So this that means like year 10 or so then. 
That's that's a decade. That's that's awesome. Let's say that. 10 years. <laughs> Let's go with 10. That's good. So, and you've done a lot of different things, Pam. Would you help help us remember, you know, you've taught in the sure. study center, you've taught in the academy. What would you just remind everybody what you've taught previously? Absolutely. I started uh, teaching the high school geometry and seventh grade pre-algebra uh, when we were just a study center before we had our academy. And that was just a, a great joy. Math is one of my favorite things to teach. Um, so I taught seventh and tenth or ninth grade. And then I went, uh, came back to the study center and taught fifth grade math. And then the next year jumped on board and taught all of the fifth grade courses for the study center. Um, and then after that, we moved to Peninsula and I continued with the fifth grade study center until coming to the Bainbridge campus. And I was able to teach third and fourth and fifth grade um, academy students, all the different subjects of Latin and history and all the great things that we teach. You did it all. Yep. It and then, great. That's right. And then uh, the last now you're obviously the the principal of the the Bainbridge campus, and uh, but you also had um, a, a couple year stint in there in which you were um, dean of faculty. Is that right? Yep, dean of faculty and assistant principal. Yeah, what's what, Yeah, what's and what were some of the parts that you owned as the the dean of faculty? What what did that job look like? Uh, a lot of that had to do with um, developing a teacher mentoring program for our new staff that were coming in, helping them to understand uh, not just their curriculum and the lesson plans that we were going to be requiring of them, but also to help them understand our culture and to understand what it meant to be a part of Heritage Classical Academy and helping to cultivate lifelong learners who think and live for Christ, um, helping them to see that they are one of the most important books that a student's ever going to read, that they are actually going to be the model of Christ to their kids and to their students in class. And so that was something that we were really concerned about and wanting to give our teachers a um, great step up in helping to get in the classroom in a way that um, is helping them to be successful in those things that we were requiring of them to to help their students. So that was really vital in the beginning stages, developing that program. It's now a two-year program where a lead teacher or an administrator will walk through um, all the different elements of life at Heritage and in the classroom, curriculum, behavior, all those kinds of things, um, and just helping the, the teachers to get a good foundation. So we actually talked about something similar with the founders uh, on the podcast back in December, where they were referencing that, you know, our, our kids, we hold out the best works that Western civilization has left us um, because those are molding us and shaping us to be particular kind of people as, as we behold it. But we also said the same thing about people, right? The, those that were around much helped to shape us. So I love what you're saying about the faculty that, um, hey, they're going to get all these really good textbooks in print, but you know they're also spending seven and a half hours or so per day with with you, with the faculty right. member. And you're also shaping them greatly, if if not more so. Right, absolutely. It's something that we think is very very important as we even think about our portrait of a faculty member. Some of the items that we list there are are really character based. They're about virtue. They're about being the kind of people that Jesus wants us to be and loving him deeply. And as a result, that love overflowing to our students and to their families, um, that we could support them and, and pray for them and encourage them. You know, teaching at Heritage is more than just a clock in, clock out kind of job. And, you know, I just teach my content and, and that's it. This is really a, a partnership with families and coming alongside students in not just the 
you know, academic endeavors, but we're humans. We're integrated beings that are souls and, and bodies. And there are things that are going on in our lives that, that we need our teachers to understand as our, our students are working through um, whatever issues they might be going through. So it's more than just a, you know, content-based kind of teaching. This is an all-encompassing um, someone who loves Jesus pouring into the lives of their students. And that's what we treasure about our staff here. Uh, they do that well, and we want to support them in that and encourage them uh, in any way that we can. We've got a great professional development program and um, just coming alongside teachers and giving them what they need to support the students and families as best they can. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, the the parents have been so gracious this year, Mrs. Larison, as we've adopted the the early dismissal on the first Thursday of the month. And right. that, that time is so precious as, we, you know, in, in the school world to, to do professional development days. It's either in the summer or um, after school, starting at you know four or something like right. that, or, or we have to take a whole day off. So it's really a great benefit because you know, the children are always here, which is great, but it's hard to, to do a lot of training when when you also have to be in charge of 16 or 17 kids. So right. Uh, that's right. So thankful for for the opportunity that we have this year to to do more training and and um, pouring into our people. So, right. um, hey, and you mentioned the portrait of a faculty member. Most families probably don't even know that we have that. They know we have a portrait of the graduate, but um, portrait of a faculty member. And, and Mrs. Larson, you don't necessarily have to go through all the details of that, but how does that play a role for us? Um, in the administration and then with the faculty? Where, where does this document show up? Sure. Well, in the very beginning, in the hiring stages, this is the kind of uh, employee, teacher, um, fellow colleague that we're looking for. This outlines, this document outlines the, the character qualities and uh, the traits of an individual that that we believe would honor Christ the most and would be able to fit well within the HCA culture in order to be the kind of teacher that could help cultivate these lifelong learners who think and live for Christ according to the portrait of the graduate that we have for our students um, who love God first and foremost with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and and love others as themselves and begin to love learning and all the things we talk about with our our graduates. We want them to be uh, winsome in their communication and actively involved in their churches. Those are the kind of things that we um, are looking for in our staff as well, that we want them to be people who are loving Jesus deeply and have vibrant walks with the Lord and who are continuing to learn. They're not just, you know, reliant on the degree they got 10 years ago or whatever, you know, they might have, but that they're continuing to look at God's world and and look at his word and see how they can incorporate the things that they're teaching to their students in a very integrated way, um, show them the truth of God in his world. And it's, so that's the kind of, we're not just looking for a degree. We're not just looking for certifications. We're looking for men and women who um, can be part of the culture of uh, this next generation of raising students to know and love Jesus. That's really good. Yeah, uh, degrees are good and, and necessary. Certifications are, are really helpful, but um, yep. I think we all know all the degrees and all the certifications um, <clears throat> don't make me a good teacher. And But likewise, you know, degrees and, and certifications also gain experience. So that's right. Uh, that's right. We're always reminding ourselves of those things. Well, hey, Mrs. Larson, tell me some of the the benefits of of teaching at HCA. And I don't necessarily mean like the, the structural benefits of, you know, what's in place for retirement and medical and those things. But um, what are some of the joys and, and benefits that, that exist because of teaching at Heritage? 
Sure. Uh, this is a great question um, because I love to, there are so many benefits, so many rich benefits of being a teacher or a staff member at Heritage. And one of the things that stands out the most is I've been an educator in many different contexts, almost every context you can imagine. The partnership with parents that we have here at Heritage is tremendously encouraging and foundational as one of the benefits of, of being an HCA teacher. I've never had relationships as I do now with uh, families and parents that is so supportive and encouraging, um, like-minded on the same page. Uh, certainly there are, there are things that we have to work through together and, and get on the same page sometimes, but it is just a very um, safe place to work in the sense that there is a stability and a support from parents uh, that gives you great confidence as you're working with their children. You know what their parents are expecting. And, um, and I would go so far as to say this partnership with the local church as well, that we understand here that we are not the local church, but we are in partnership with the church and the family, hope, hopefully bringing, um, you know, a, a sense of camaraderie, but also support and oneness in what we're doing, that our visions are aligned and we are gospel centered in all that we do. Uh, and that, again, is a, a wonderful benefit of working at HCA is the fact that we are gospel centered. You know, I, I've worked in the public school world and I've, um, had a tutoring business of my own, and there are many contexts in which the freedom of uh, bringing Christ to bear in everything that we do just wasn't there. Um, I know in discipline, I, I felt like I ran up against a, a brick wall because I wasn't able to have the freedom of taking that student to see the heart of the issue of whatever they might have mm -hmm. been struggling with. And, and I have the freedom to do that here. It's a benefit of being at HCA to be able to, to talk about Christ, who is the redeemer of all and who is our hope, um, I, you know, against sin to be able to work through things is um, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And even just the, the communication between families, uh, there's grace and a desire to be on the same page and work toward the same goals. Um, there are, and I'll, I'll just be really real here. Um, the gifts and food that our family provide are <laughs> so wonderful. I can't even tell you breakfast on staff meeting days and um, just the notes of encouragement and um, yeah, so much that they bring to us on a very practical level too. Um, we feel great support from them uh, and oneness in that. So that's one of the great benefits is partnership with family in the local church. Um, but I'd also say being a part of this staff team is a huge benefit. Um, we are not just, again, colleagues that are, um, you know, working side by side and very disconnected from one another. Uh, we are praying for each other. We are caring for each other in very real ways. Um, and that is a sense of encouragement that is very deep. Uh, when I know that I can bring something, I can humbly bring something to my, my peers and my friends and my, my teachers and know that they're going to be caring for me uh, and helping me and checking in on me and giving, you know, when I was in the classroom, if I was struggling with something, I could go to another teacher and say, hey, we're having trouble in this particular concept in Latin. What can I do to, to help my students understand? And those teachers would certainly come alongside and, and there's just a collaboration that I didn't see elsewhere. So that's another benefit, just having this amazing staff team together. Yeah, that's super good. You know, I, Miss Larson, you, you remember this. I, I stopped into a staff meeting you were leading at, at the Bainbridge campus just a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And uh, I think that day it was uh, largely checking on on your your team there, the faculty team. And uh, the day was spent, the morning was spent talking about abiding and uh, you were leading us through a book in which it was talking about abiding and, and resting in the Lord. And, mm -hmm. and we were able to share about just the busyness of life and, and, you know, to, to how we're doing with 
uh, like running to Jesus instead of running to some other comfort that maybe just distracts us. So I, I think um, being able to do uh, have discussions like that with uh, 25 other people in the room and, and there was a sweet spirit. And so I am thankful for, for your leadership and, and, and Daniel and Scott too, Mr. Bond and Mr. Hatterberg. But uh, these are the kind of discussions we get to have that have great bearing, not only on uh, how are we teaching and how are we loving students well, but, but also uh, are we doing these things in our own lives too? Because right. As, as you said, we're integrated beings. So yeah. um, I'm just thankful for that perspective among the, the principles here of how they want to lead. So thank you for, for leading that way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then also, boy, the books are shaping us too. You know, we get to teach the greatest works of the, the Western world has left yes. us for centuries and centuries. And and these are forming us too, right? The, uh, just to be able to talk about the deepest issues of humanity as Mr. Graham reminded us a, a month or so ago or a couple months ago at the, at the annual dinner, mm-hmm. we get grapple with the greatest ideas from the greatest minds that have considered these things for centuries and centuries. And, and boy, I can't, I can't imagine a higher calling than that. Right. Absolutely. Um, well, Hey, this is, this is a little bit of a sales pitch. So we are, we're, just now getting into the the heart of we're, we're stepping into the heart of hiring season for us. So Mrs. Larison, what do you want to say to moms and dads out there who might be listening and, and maybe something is uh, maybe the Lord's speaking to their heart. Oh, about coming to HCA, being a part of what we're doing. Being I'll give you what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> God is doing amazing things here at HCA. And I have just been humbled and, and awed at what the Lord has, has done over the past 20 some years. Um, but I would encourage any family to check out what we're doing. Um, there on so many different levels, we are doing something unique. Uh, that is different from what we're finding in, in other educational contexts, uh, whether it be our rigorous integrated curriculum that really, uh, doesn't take, you know, doesn't ignore the fact that we, again, like we mentioned before, are unified beings capable of thinking deeply and comprehensively um, and taking those things and talking about the big questions of the world. Like you were, you were mentioning, David, we're, we're all about not just content and, and have, having kids regurgitate things that we're teaching them, but talking about these issues and, and coming to, to truth. What is truth? Uh, what's a valid argument? What's an invalid argument? Teaching students how to think, not just what to think. Those are very important things in our day to day, in our world. Um, when we we don't see a lot of civil conversation, we don't see a lot of winsome conversation that actually can draw people to the gospel. Because ultimately, you know, we are here to cultivate lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. So our goal is really virtue development. It's really about developing in the hearts and minds of our students um, people who know and love Jesus, so that they can influence the world for Him. Uh, no matter what God calls them to, no matter what job or profession he might call them to. And so this is a a, a different understanding. It's not just all about the grades, although our rigorous curriculum um, really provides for students a great foundation educationally and academically, but it's about the the whole person. And there's eternal significance in this. That's right. uh, when we have the, the value of having a student with us six, seven hours a day, um, I want to be able to encourage parents to see my my teachers are going to be pouring in. Our administrators are going to be pouring into your students with the truth of God's word and what that looks like and how that's fleshed out in mathematics, how that's fleshed out in literature or history or even the beauty of the Latin language. These are all things that um, 
can teach to who God is and what he's doing in his world. And this is, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be a part of. So Mrs. Larson, help me understand the school has made a lot of progress in the last few years in in student services and, and in coming alongside students who might need a little extra support. Would you right. maybe share your heart there and then maybe some of the progress that uh, we've made in the last few years? Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's actually been just a joy to see how the Lord has transformed heritage uh, from its earlier earliest days and um, just brought us to where we are now. Um, you know, this ministry, this this school is is really all about the gospel. We're centered on Christ, and we feel deeply that um, we would love every student to have a classical Christian education and especially have an opportunity to know Jesus. And so um, we want to make sure that we have uh, an option or provide for those students who um, might need a little extra support academically or uh, emotionally. And that's been something that's been developing over the past three or four years, and um, we're we're really encouraged by uh, what the Lord has done. We work very closely with local school districts um, to provide for our students who might need to um, be evaluated for some learning challenges that they're having in the classroom and then be able to provide for them the support that they need. Um, it's been great to see um, partnerships that have been developing with local speech and occupational therapy agencies who are able to come in and, and resource our students right in our in our buildings and in our classrooms. We have intervention specialists now who are working alongside our teachers and parents and families and students to give them extra support outside of the classroom. Um, and it's, it's just been tremendous to see the different ways in which we can help support these families. And it's an ongoing process and we're learning and we're growing more. And um, there's been a lot of work that has been put into this. We started an early intervention program called Search and Teach that has really helped to identify some students that need some, some help earlier on uh, that might uh, give them a stronger foundation for some learning issues that might appear later on uh, in school. We've actually been developing our phonics and um, our English reading program uh, early on because we've seen um, a lot of students struggling in that, especially with COVID. And so there's been a lot of different ways in which we've uh, helped these students. But we we want to grow. We want to continue to do that. But I want to encourage parents that if this is something that you know that your student might be struggling academically or in other ways, that um, come talk to us. It's not a um, and it's doesn't it's not a game changer necessarily. Uh, we want to do what we can to support these kinds of students and have them be a part of our culture here at HCA. Yeah, that's really good. And and along with those things you just said, we've had we have many volunteers that are coming in. There are several grandmas that are coming in mm -hmm. uh, to to tutor children and and maybe some kindergartners and first graders that that need just need a little extra nudge with reading and so mm -hmm. um, we are so thankful for the many volunteers that come alongside absolutely also. Yeah. yeah we couldn't do it without them to be honest and it's been such a privilege to see uh, so many parents and grandparents coming out to just read with students throughout the day, help a little bit with math homework, um, even working in the office and, and making copies and doing things that actually free up our teachers to have a little bit more time with their students one-on-one, -on -one, um, many different ways in which we've seen the community of HCA come together uh, to help in, in many ways, especially with with these students. Yeah, the Search and Teach program has a lot of parents and grandparents who have been trained. They've actually taken some training to be able to be a part of this program and, and help our students and support them in uh, their reading and, and math skills and, and things like that. So it's been a great partnership. That's right. And, and we say often, I think, Pam, that when we're hiring 
you know, there, there are base levels of degrees in those things, uh, which again are important. But when we're hiring, we're looking for people that love the Lord Jesus with all the, with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're looking for people that love children and we're looking for people that are passionate about content area and about teaching. And then people that, that genuinely feel called to, uh, to be working with children. Right. And so we're considering, you know, as, as we're diving into hiring season here uh, with both feet, um, you know, boy, moms and dads, you know, people, and you know, people that this might be uh, exactly uh, how you would describe your neighbor or your friend or, or your buddy at church or yourself for that matter, or your spouse. So um, we thank you for your help in, in helping us find the right people that the Lord would have at Heritage. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mrs. Larson, I'm so thankful for your leadership at Heritage and uh, your wisdom and your patience and and all that you're doing to help make this place one that shines for the glory of Jesus. Well, thank you so much. It's a privilege. It's an honor. I love to be here. Thank you for listening to the Griffin Rundown. As always, it is our pleasure to partner with you to cultivate your children to be lifelong learners who think and live for Christ. We'll see you all again next Tuesday.